0: Welcome to episode four of the Ask the Law Firm Seller Show. My name is Jeremy Pook, and I lead senior attorney match. In today's episode, we'll have two parts, Q&A and then Pook's post. So let's jump right into it with Q&A. What's our first question today? So our first question comes in from Alex Munoz of CSR Business Consulting Solution Services. Alex asks, how long does it take to sell a law firm? Alex, thank you. Great question. And what we have found is that it takes six meetings to sell a law firm. And let me just say also that before you're selling a law firm, there's certainly time involved with getting ready to sell. That is your due diligence as a seller to prepare your books, look at what it is that you have, determine who you want to market the law firm to, start marketing your law firm to particularly growing firms that usually this is what we find as the right kind of buyer is practicing in the same practice areas as a selling firm in terms of those six meetings needed to sell a law practice and how long it takes the first meeting is a meet and greet meeting That is a uh, entertainment type meeting. We want to just sort of feel each other out, right? That's a meeting that's done um, over a meal, over drinks, um, in a conference room. We're really not going too much under the hood at that point. We just want to learn more about each other. And very importantly, we want to see if there's synchronicity culture-wise, because culture is absolutely important in all types of law firm sales because even if on paper the firms match up if the lawyers just don't sync with each other and they don't think that their clients would sync well with uh with the clients of the buyer and likewise with the seller then we find out during the meet and greet whether this is even worthwhile to go on to the next step and that next step is due diligence right we come out of meet and greet and then both sides perform due diligence on each other that involves looking at PLs, looking over um, where revenues have gone with each firm, whether they are in fact practicing in similar areas. We look at things like the commercial lease for the selling attorney. We look at what employee numbers are. Very importantly often is, um, do the hourly rates match up? That is if a senior attorney is, is starting to do negotiations with a growing law firm, but the senior attorney is has been historically billing at hundreds of hours less per hour, We find out about that during due diligence. And unfortunately, when that disparity is too much, then a deal could actually stop during due diligence. Let's say due diligence going well, both firms like each other culturally, the practice areas match up. The next two steps, very important, negotiate a letter of intent and then get to sign the letter of intent. This is really where most deals will make it or break it. Okay, because during that letter of intent phase we're really starting to negotiate deal terms we are rolling up sleeves and working out you know what it is that the seller is going to be paid what it is a buyer is is prepared to pay you know, how is it going to look? Who's going to sit where? Who's going to be there? What people from the seller's firm um, are, are going to come over? Um, all types of deal terms, the real deal terms are negotiated during that letter of intent phase. And at that point, parties will determine, OK, this can work or they determine, OK, for these reasons, we're just not made For each other. Once the letter of intent is signed, then the parties will negotiate a definitive agreement, which deals could fall apart, okay, during that definitive agreement negotiation stage. But because, again, we rolled up the sleeves during the letter of intent phase and we signed the letter of intent, what we find in our experience is that once you get beyond the letter of intent, we can negotiate a definitive agreement and then sign the agreement. Now, Alex asked, how long does all this take? From the meet and greet stage to signing an agreement, Agreement, we find that that typically takes between two and three months. We also find that it can take one to two months to get to those critical phases of negotiating the letter of intent and getting to potentially signing it. So what can happen sometimes, unfortunately, is parties can be negotiating a letter of intent, be working with each other for a couple of months deal can fall apart and then we have to start sometimes even from the beginning with a brand new firm. So I think what Alex is also asking underneath this is how long does the sales process take altogether? Okay. From the very beginning of doing the due diligence on your firm, knowing what it is that you have to sell and determining who would want it to getting to signing an agreement, we're finding that that can take between six to 12 months and sometimes longer. So thank you very much, Alex. Okay. Our next question. Uh, Our next question is, how do I acquire a law firm and do I pay with cash or is it contingency based? And this is asked by attorney Eric Mausner of Mausner Graham Injury Law in Florida. Eric, thanks so much for your question. So in terms of like, what are you buying? Okay. So let's look at it from the buyer's perspective. Okay. When a buyer is purchasing a senior attorney led firm, there's really five components of value that a buyer is looking at in terms of how a senior attorney's firm is going to add value to that buyer's practice. And those five value chips, as we call them, consist of the client list. The referral source list taken together, that's the book of business of a senior attorney or a senior attorney-led firm. The goodwill that the senior attorney has developed in that senior attorney's legal market, the subject matter knowledge, right? Like Eric is a personal injury law attorney. He's in their firm are going to be looking for senior attorneys that have subject matter knowledge that can better increase, improve the firm that the the buyer wants to continue building by acquiring a senior attorney's practice. And then digital value. This is incredibly important post 2020 we are in what we call the 3.0 digital era for law firms and we want to know that firms have real digital value that being said okay cuz eric's question was are the are the uh, purchases by cash or contingency what we're showing here is that we're finding still that we are deep into law firm sales 1.0 and law firm sales 1.0, those important value chips of the client list and the referral source list are the drivers for law firm sales. And how are the senior attorneys paid out on that? It's via an earnout. So the questioner asked: Are the purchases done by cash or contingency? I'll answer that by saying contingency because it's based upon an earnout. That is, that if the clients and referral sources of a selling attorney are continuing to generate those clients and those new clients from the client list of the selling attorney and the referral sources of the senior attorney are continuing to refer in clients to the buying firm. Buying firm is paying out a percentage of the collections that come in from that client list and referral source list over a negotiated period of time stated much more succinctly it is these are not cash upfront deals. they are contingency deals based upon an earnout of revenues that are paid out over a negotiated period of time. We are also starting to see and we are going to see more post 2020 and we are in the 2020s now we are starting to see law firm sales 2.0 and law firm sales 2.0 cash is being paid up front and will continue to be being paid up front because the primary value components of selling law firms is changing in the law firm sales 1.0 arena the value the major value of the law firm is the client list and referral source list will those clients and referral sources continue to come in post sale In Law Firm Sales 2.0, sellers are coming to the table saying, we have real digital value, we have real brand awareness, we have real... Data analytics that are showing that clients are coming to our firm, not because of Attorney Smith or because of Attorney Jones, but because of the digital value that we have in our community. People are Googling us. They are finding us. They are coming here not because of Attorney Jones and Attorney Smith. They are coming to us because we are the ABC law firm. And when we can show, when a seller can show that digital value and brand awareness, very importantly, banks will lend. And when banks will lend on digital value and brand awareness that law firms are developing post 2020, cash will be paid at closings plus earnout terms. But we just want to make it clear to this questioner. And Eric, thanks so much for your question. We are still in law firm sales 1.0. And I foresee that for the time being, certainly throughout the 2020s, law firm sales 1.0 is here. It's not necessarily here to stay forever, but it's here to stay for years to come where they are contingency sales based upon earnouts of a percentage of fee sharing paid on the clients and referral sources of a senior attorney that come into the buying firm and that is paid out over a negotiated period of time. Okay. So our next question, our next question is, what are the expectations of a seller post-sale? So this is very important. Okay. When it comes to the seller's, seller's expectations uh, post-sale is trust transfer. Okay. So what is trust transfer? Okay. In law firm sales, because we are selling the client's that the, and and I want to be clear when I say selling, we're really transitioning, transferring the clients of a senior attorney to the lawyers at the growing law firm that is acquiring a senior attorney-led firm. How is this done and what is the role of the senior attorney? It is done via trust transfer. That is, senior attorneys have developed tremendous amounts of trust with their clients over the course of their careers. And when they join a growing law firm, it is incredibly important that the senior attorneys are transferring the trust of their clients to the new attorneys at the firms that they join. And this is done in three ways. The three ways that trust is transferred from a senior attorney to the lawyer's at the growing firm that senior attorneys join, it's done in three ways. The first way is in person, right? That is client calls, senior attorney, senior attorney says, you know, I've joined the ABC firm, love for you to meet um, my new partners. In this example here, uh, Ashley and Mike, um, the clients come in, meet in person with Ashley and Mike, senior attorney says, I trust Ashley and Mike. Boom, it's done. Okay. I'm not saying that's a hundred percent, but it is high 90% because the clients trust the senior attorneys. And when Ashley and Mike walk into that office and assuming Ashley and Mike have the goods, that is they practice in the same practice area as the senior attorney. They have multiple years of experience. They can proverbially carry that ball. They're not going to fumble it. Okay. Then senior attorney can say, I trust Ashley and Mike. You should trust Ashley and Mike. It happens. Now that we are in the Zoom world, whether it is Zoom, Teams, or some other form of virtual meetings, trust transfer today can happen via a virtual setting. That is, senior attorney can be anywhere in the world. I'm here in the Boston area. Many of our clients from the Northeast will be in the Southeast in Florida during the winter months. Trust transfer happens all the time when our clients, let's say, a New, a new York based attorney um, is now in um, Naples, Florida, or let's say uh, Fort Lauderdale. Let's go to the east coast of Florida and meets with clients um, via Zoom, introduces the clients to his new partners on that zoom meeting for 10 15 minutes sometimes even less says you are in good hands with my new partners maria and steve and then can leave the zoom meeting trust transfer has happened and the third way the trust transfer happens is via social media senior attorneys are often sitting on and not taking advantage of the digital value that they have when they join growing law firms and they are transferring and transitioning the list of their clients, right? That is, most senior attorneys are sending out some form of a holiday card once a year, okay? Well, when you join a growing law firm that can take that list that you would normally be sending holiday cards and introduce a monthly or quarterly e-newsletter, okay? That same level of trust, your clients are opening that e-newsletter because they know you, they like you, they trust you. And in that e-newsletter, you're explaining that now I've joined a growing law firm. They offer the services that we've always offered and they offer um, additional, additional services as well. So trust transfer is happening via social media as well. And then the end result for both parties, okay, is that when the trust transfer works really well and that senior attorney has transferred the trust of his clients or her clients to the growing law firm, well, senior attorney, guess what, is able to spend more time with family is able to spend more time reflecting while they're working on the things they really enjoy. So many of our clients, they tell us, boy, if I just had time to write an article, if I had just had time to start a podcast, if I had just had time to do um, you know videos on this subject matter that I love, well, guess what? Now they do have time and that can add great value to the firms that they join. And then very importantly, having that deeper bench while the senior attorneys continue practicing, and this is great synergistic value between both firms, is, That senior attorney is able to go into meetings with younger attorneys of the firm that the senior attorney joined. We call that the winningest meeting because when the 60 or 70 something senior attorney walks into a meeting with those younger partners, the clients know that they're in good hands and that they're going to have continuous representation by lawyers when their longtime senior attorney retires. Our next question is asked by uh, Eric Mausner of Mausner Graham Injury Law in Florida. Eric asks, what post-sale headaches should a buyer and seller know in advance? Awesome. Great question, Eric, right? Great lawyerly question of let's let's spot the issues, okay? Because let's just let the audience know these are not turnkey Sales. Okay. Law firm sales are not turnkey sales. It's not as if we are purchasing a Duncan franchise, a Subway franchise. Okay. These are senior attorneys that have often run their own practices for 30 plus years, joining growing law firms, and there are definite headaches. Okay. So let's go over, um, what those headaches are when they happen. And, um, uh, you know, what's the Advil, um, uh, or Excedrin to, um, to that headache. Here we go. So we signed the agreement. Hoorah. Okay. Um, everybody is happy. Um, there is a dinner, there are drinks, there is, you know, a bunch of hoopla, and then there's the second day. I'm often calling that the second day effect. Like, what are we going to do now? And to avoid the headaches of, okay, what are we going to do now? We recommend that a listening tour begin, right? That is, as we know, we learned from our parents many years ago, we have two ears, one mouth, right? So applying that to post-sale, it's incredibly important for senior attorneys to really listen to what are the systems and processes of growing law firms? Because by and large, growing law firms have systems and processes. Often senior attorneys have systems and processes, I'll call it by default, okay? But it's important for both the seller to listen to the systems and processes of a buyer and for the buyer to come in and really know what those by default systems and processes were. How did the senior attorney open cases? Communicate with clients. Communicate with referral sources. How do they manage their calendars? How do they communicate with opposing opposing counsel? Whether they're using... W- Word even comes up. What type of CRN system do both sides use? They learn about all this, of course, during the due diligence phase, okay? But we drafted a great agreement. Now we are in that first 30 days. We've got to listen and learn what each side is doing. Very importantly, to avoid those headaches, and as hard as this can be, is to avoid judgment, okay? Because the next part uh, to avoid headaches is what is going to happen? is that senior attorney at some point is going to say, well, this is how we've always done it, right? It's not only going to be the senior attorney, it's going to be lawyers at the senior attorney's practice. It's going to be their staff people. It's going to well, we've always done it this way. We don't want to change If it ain't broke, don't fix it, okay? The growing law firm, its lawyers, its support staff is going to say, well, wait a second. This is how we do it here, okay? Major headache and... I think we're going to go a little R rated for just a second because I call this the fuckings. Okay. Because what winds up happening is both sides go home after work and they say, those fucking people, they're not listening to me. Those fucking ones, they're just telling me what to do. Okay. This stage between the listening to work and adapting to each other can cause incredible inefficiencies. And it's just so important. I can't preface it more that bringing in an integration consultant, that's what we have found, a third party altogether to help both sides adapt to each other, to figure out, okay, this is how we've always done it versus this is how we do it here, this is how we compromise. Because when we compromise, then we move into the important third stage. The headache is getting less. We've taken that Advil, taken that Excedrin, okay? And we learn this is how we work Together. And when we start working together, that's when the magic happens. Okay. Because when we start working together, then the senior attorney who has brought to the growing law firm, why did this deal even come together to begin with? Because the growing law firm wants and needs what the senior attorney has, which is clients and referral sources. Then we can start transferring the trust of the senior attorney, those clients and referral sources of the senior attorney to the growing law firm. And we know we've gotten to success. And this happens when we get to success, is when the senior attorney says, I should have done this earlier, but yet there are definite headaches in between. It's very important. Listen and adapt. Okay, our next question. Our next question is: What is the ROI on a law firm's value by introducing a trade name? Very important question. Is is a um, this is a question that comes up. Very often, especially post-2020, now that we are in the 3.0 digital era, because what is it that law firms are even selling and what is appealing to a growing law firm? It's the synergy value of what a selling firm presents to a growing firm. And that synergy value consists of four parts. It's the instant client growth. We've got clients here that we can bring to a growing law firm. We've got a combined workforce. We've got trained lawyers and power staff that can come over to the growing law firm. We've got cumulative expertise among our uh, lawyers and staff. And very importantly, post-2020, we are developing more and more digital value. So just to go um, under the hood on the digital value in particular, and this question about a trade name, is that as law firms realize that today's legal consumer, where is today's legal consumer looking for their lawyer? It starts with a G and it ends with an E, and we all use it multiple times per day. It's Google. It's not necessarily all Google, but wow, do we all use Google for almost everything? And guess what? Would-be clients do as well. And so those progressive, future-leaning firms are thinking to themselves, how do I attract clients to find me on Google? And they are investing in trade names, and they're building around those trade names with uh, with Google via seo versus pay-per-click versus be here there and everywhere that is having a presence on linkedin having a presence on facebook having a presence on what's now x doing videos on uh, on youtube sending out constant contacts i'm running out of breath but this is what's happening today with multi-channel digital marketing and the end result For those firms that are adopting trade names and are adopting the 3.0 digital era approach to attract clients is they're qualifying for law firm sales 2.0, okay? Because in law firm sales 2.0, buyers, and very importantly, banks will bankroll and lend upon the digital value and brand awareness that, that firms with trade names have, because clients are coming to, let's just say, the Park Avenue intellectual property firm because they associate Park Avenue with high quality and it's not because it's Smith, Jones, and Cohen. And if Jones retires, the firm has less value. If there's a trade name behind that firm and data analytics that's showing that clients are coming to that firm because it produces on a regular basis high value intellectual property product that is legal services, then the ROI on building that trade name is going to be tremendous because it's going to run. It's going to result in a fixed price at a closing together with earnout terms based upon clients and, and and referral source and referrals coming into that firm that is fee sharing over time on the clients that continue to come in on top of a payment at the outset based upon that digital value and brand awareness which here is tied to a trade a trade name so thank you so much um, for that question um, and our next question our next question is if I was going to buy a law firm um, I would want to know, is their client list up to date? Great question. Let's just ring the bell on that one. Okay. Ding, 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 ding. The reason why ding, 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 ding is because what is the most valuable value chip that law firms have to offer to growing law firms? It's the client list, right? We're showing here, there's is five components of value, client list and referral source, that book of business. Goodwill, subject matter knowledge, and digital value. It is the client list that is the most important because when we think of of law firms, okay, and the synergy value that a seller brings to a buying firm, it's the instant client growth is what is the most valuable asset that law firms have. Because if we think of law, uh, if we think of law firms in terms of the energy that law that law firms produce okay in a law firm sales 1.0 situation the energy that law firms produce is clients right we need clients to be coming into this firm so that we can be working on those clients matters to be generating revenues for the, for this firm. So when it comes to law firm sales 1.0 when the sale price is based upon earnout terms on the revenues that come in from both the clients and from the ref- the, the new clients that are referred in by refer- by referral sources Having that client list up to date is absolutely crucial. And in law firm sales 2.0, when there is going to be brand value and digital value of a senior attorney led firm. So great. There's going to be a fixed price based upon that. It's still Incredibly important to be maintaining that client list because regardless of how the clients come in, a buyer is always going to be interested in how can we, A, provide services to your current clients, how can we market to your current clients to generate referrals for new business to come in. So at the end of the day, for a buyer, it is a perfect question of what does that client list look like? And for sellers out there that are thinking, oh, my goodness, I've got a lot of dust on that, on that client list highly recommend dust it off, invest in finding out where are your clients today, what are their addresses, what are their email addresses, what are their phone numbers? And very importantly because we are in the texting age, what are their cell phone numbers. Okay, so for today's for today's for today's pooks post, today's pooks post is why growing law firms, need to invest money and time post sale. Law firm sales today are not turnkey purchases, okay? When a buyer is purchasing a growing law firm, they are purchasing and recognizing that a grow that a senior attorney led firm presents five components of value. That is the client list, and the referral source list, that is the book of business that a senior attorney selling firm has developed, their goodwill that they have developed in their legal market, the subject matter knowledge, which matches up often with what the growing law firm is doing. That is, if a growing firm practices in estate planning, real estate, and corporate, they are purchasing a law firm that has goodwill and subject matter knowledge in those same practice areas. And more and more post 2020, the digital value is being acquired because that is offering great value to buying firms um, as well. Um, Stated a little bit differently, what buyers are purchasing is the synergy value of what a growing, of what a senior attorney led firm brings to a growing law firm. That is the synergy value. Why did they come together? They came together because senior attorney led firm presents instant client growth, a combined workforce, cumulative expertise, um, and uh, and marketing value. Okay, the buying firm when they're looking at the senior attorney led firm are thinking of the buying firm as as energy sources for their law firms. Right? What is that energy source for growing law firms? What do they need to keep the literal lights on in the practice? They need. Clients, okay, so if we think of those five components of value, like windmills, that's generating energy for the growing law firm, those windmills consist of the client list, referral source list, the goodwill, subject matter, digital value that a senior attorney-led firm presents. Now, in terms of why does the growing law firm need to invest? The reason why they need to invest is because the magic does not happen immediately. Okay, the investment in time and money, especially during the first 90 to 180 days post sale, is absolutely critical. Okay, and those steps of those critical stages during the first 90 days, let's say in particular, is listening growing firm needs to listen to what it is that the senior attorney led firm did well they they, you wanted their practice you welcomed them into your firm they must have been doing something very well even if it was antiquated okay even if they didn't have a CRM okay even if they are in total word of mouth in terms of how they develop um, new new business we listen to them and not judge them in both sides The senior attorney, very important, and his or her staff needs to be listening to what it is that the growing law firm, how do they conduct their business? And then very importantly, and an investment needs to happen here as well, is both sides need to adapt to each other. It is far too easy, and we see this often, for both sides, senior attorney, to say, well, this is how we've always done it, and it's worked for us, so we're not going to change. And growing law firm to say, well... We're the new sheriff in town, okay? And we're literally writing the checks now. So this is how we do it here. And, you know, just um, swallow this swallow this pill, okay? And frankly, it just doesn't work that way. And it takes time. It takes money. We're often recommending an integration consultant to come in, your office manager, other lawyers, to really be able to deploy empathy. Because when both sides can listen to each other, and adapt to each other, then they can start adopting, adopting compromises, adopting how we do this together. And then that is what leads to growing together via the flux capacitor of what we see of the model of law firm sales today, which is trust transfer. And there are three elements, three types of trust transfer. And those three examples of trust transfer is that it's done in person. Senior attorney is transferring the trust of his or her clients to lawyers at the growing law firms that they join in person, let's say at an in-person meeting. It's done via Zoom today when senior attorney can go on to a Zoom meeting with new partners at the firm that the senior attorney has joined together with the clients and say to those clients, you are in good hands with my new partners, Maria and Steve. It works because the clients feel assured. They know, like, and very importantly, trust the senior attorney. And if they know that the senior attorney knows, likes, and trusts successor counsel, that successor counsel will step into those shoes, albeit however big they are, of the senior attorney. And then lastly, the example is via social media. The senior attorney comes over with a very large, typically, uh, client list growing law firm begins to market to the client list and letting them know that we're so happy that senior attorney and senior attorney staff has now joined our firm. We want you to know that we practice in these areas, those areas and of course the same practice areas as the senior attorney. But it is so important to invest the time and money to go through from z- from day 0 to the 6 month mark because otherwise if growing law firms are not investing that time and money to get to growing together and benefiting by trust transfer, both sides will not realize the tremendous opportunity that growth by acquisition presents to growing law firms. And that is today's Ask the Law Firm Seller Show, episode four.